Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we will have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. And friend, have you been transformed this year through your Bible reading? I know I have. Let us know. We would love to hear how you have been transformed. Also, don't miss out on the transformative power of scriptures. You need to subscribe. Go ahead Mm -hmm. and subscribe to the Daily Bible Podcast. Ignite your faith. Invite a friend. Tell your friends to do the same. And we also have that Facebook group. Just look for us in Facebook in groups under Daily Bible Podcasts. And I just want to take a second to encourage you because you have been seeking after God's heart and you've been reading. Like we're in the 30th week of the year and we are amazing. chronologically for 30 weeks. And it's so cool. And so there are days that you may not feel like reading and maybe days that you feel like you're reading a checklist. Other days that you're like, oh, this is awesome. I'll keep reading. And then you lose track of time. But I just want to remind you that there is a promise in the Bible that God's word will not mm-hmm. return void. He has a plan and it cannot fail. So every word we read is being hidden in our brains and it will come out at the most perfect time. So thank you for doing the hard work. Okay, so today we are reading Isaiah 48 and we're finishing off that chapter. So verse 12 through 22, Isaiah 49, Isaiah 50, Isaiah 51, and the first 12 verses of Isaiah 52. And our reading today starts off with a bang, God reminding us that He alone is God. He is the first and the last. And it was, as He says, it was my hand that laid the foundations of the earth to answer any possible resentment among His people or any questioning minds. God reminded them why. He allowed things for his glory and to further his praise. He is saying, I can do it because of who I am. He is the only true God, the God of all glory, the God of all eternity, and the God of all creation. And he says that none of what the Israelites are going to experience, its it wasn't a secret. He shared it from the beginning, plainly what will happen. If Only they would have listened to him and follow his commands. In Isaiah 49, we see Isaiah sharing how God told him, you will do more than restore the people of Israel for me. I will make you a light to the Gentiles Mm. and you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. But it seems like this is so much more than just restoration. Like there's so much more. He's not just bringing them back to where they were. He's bringing them back to where they were and more. And as we read this, or as I read this, I was reminded um, from the beginning, he promised Adam and Eve that there would be salvation from the sin that had so newly started burdening them well, that they had fallen into and not fallen Mm -hmm. into, that they had Mm -hmm. willingly 
did against God. And he also promised David how this salvation would be a savior through his line. We can also start tracing all the other people that we've been talking about. And God's like, there is going to come a day that I will rescue my people. So we know that God cannot forget his people. He's made these promises. He won't. He promises to reestablish the land of Israel to its own people again, to his people. He said, I will say to the prisoners, come mm-hmm. out in freedom. And to those in darkness, come into the light. They will be my sheep grazing in green pastures and on hills that were previously bare. Okay, do you do you hear Psalm 23 in here? So, I was like, yeah, oh, exactly. Walk by green pastures. They will neither hunger nor thirst. The searing sun will not reach them anymore. For the Lord in his mercy will lead them. He will lead them beside cool waters, Mm -hmm. and I will make my mountains into level paths for them. The highways will be raised above the valley. His people will return from far away. Oh, they will sing for joy, and they will burst into song. The captives will be released, and the plunder will be retrieved. And then we move into chapter 50, and we see beautiful prophecies of Christ here. He will comfort the weary yesterday that was the word of the day comfort Mm -hmm. like we're seeing just beautiful like hope it's that thread of hope he will comfort the weary he'll bring justice and declare you not guilty and i love this if you are walking in darkness without a ray of light trust in the lord and rely on god but watch out you who live in your own light and warm yourselves by your own fires this is the This is the reward you will receive from me. You will soon fall down in great torment. So he's giving some amazing promises here, but he's also giving the really harsh promise of, if you don't rely on me, if you don't trust me, if you rely on your own self, you're going to fall. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And I love how you brought up the reflection of those Verses with Psalm 23, um, about the, the still waters, cool waters, it says here. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I was, as, as you were going over this, I was thinking through, you know, he leads me beside still waters and talking about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. But here in verse 11, it says, and I will make mountains into level paths for them. The highways will be raised above the valleys. So no doubt. The readers are reflecting. They know God's word. They know Psalm 23. Um, when they're talking about the valley of the shadow of death, he's saying, I will make mountains in a level pass. The highways will be raised above the valleys. Like I'm going to put highways of holiness that you can walk along. And so it's just so much of these reflections of other parts of scripture because these people knew God's word. Mm-hmm. It was clicking in their brain just like now because we better know God's word. It is clicking in our brains like, oh, I see the connection, what God is doing here. Yeah. So cool. So in Isaiah 50, the prophet Isaiah speaks on behalf of the suffering servant, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And in this chapter, the servant laments the people's lack of response and hostility toward his message. In verse 6, it says, I offered my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mockery and spitting. So, Michelle, what does that make you think of? The cross. The cross, yeah. It's just like it's right there, exactly what happened. 
Despite the challenges, the chapter emphasizes the servant, the servant's endurance and commitment to obedience, the reliance on God's strength in the face of opposition. In verse 10, it says, if you're walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. And then Isaiah 51 continues the prophet's message of hope and restoration. It encourages the Israelites to look back to their ancestors and talks about Abraham and Sarah as examples of God's faithfulness and ability to bring forth new life, even in barrenness. Remember, all of this whole nation came from Sarah, this old barren woman. God's like, remember this. Um, the chapter calls for trust in God's promises, urging the people to listen to his instructions and to find comfort in his salvation. It says, my salvation is on the way. Mm-hmm. And then in Isaiah 51, 12, it says, yes, I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like grass and disappear? And then in 52, 1 through 12, it proclaims a message of liberation and redemption for Jerusalem. So the chapter begins with a call to wake, to shake off the dust, to put on garments of splendor because God is about to restore and free Mm. his people from captivity. And it speaks of the joyous return of the exiles to their homeland and to their future celebration that they will have when they're back in their homeland again. I love that, that there's not just doom and gloom, but that he continually there mm-hmm. is a cycle where we're seeing some circles going on of God going, I'm going to crush you. And, but then we see, I'm going to restore you. And it, it almost seems like there's layer upon layer. So we're not just hearing the same words over and over again. He's using different imagery, different words. And it's every time he says it, there's almost more and more hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's there's going to be the joyous return of the exiles, whereas before it was just, I'm going to restore you. And, and that's beautiful too. But then all of a sudden we get this layer of the joyous return of exiles and you can just hear people who've been so broken and they're clothes are torn and tattered, but they're returning home. Mm-hmm. There, there just is, there's this extreme hope that we are seeing and reading through Isaiah right now. Right. It's and beautiful. remember, they, they haven't gone into exile yet, yeah. but he's telling them that, that how they will be celebrating after they go into exile and then when they return. Like So this is like, and this is going to happen and this is going to happen, but then you're going to come back and then you're going to have a party. So... It's like so much that he's just revealing to them. I don't I wonder if their brain can even wrap around all of it. That's that's what I'm kind of wondering too is is how many and were were listening to him and rolling their eyes and going, What? what like, are you talking I about? can't even fathom this. And it almost makes sense why there is a small little remnant because those were the people who had been following God and they could look back, see what he had done and was like, yep, he will march with us through the future. But I just think there, we know there was a majority of the people who were like, what? Mm. Like, I can't even consider this because this is foolish talk. Yep. (sighs) Okay. Well, we need to take a break hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with the word of the day. Stay tuned. So the word of the day is hope. Mm. So hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. And in these chapters, 
there is so much poetic language. Like you're talking, there's pictures and imagery and reflections as God gives his people hope of the salvation to come. He's like, the salvation is coming. Um, it is said that Isaiah is the Shakespeare of the prophets and the St. Paul of the Old Testament. So the passage unveiled the faithfulness of God and his unwavering promises to bring hope and restoration and redemption to his people. When we feel trapped in conflicts and pain, we must remember that God is the source of our hope. Mm-hmm. He sees our struggles. He hears our cries. He longs to bring us into a place of freedom and joy. And so when there's adversity, we often can go to that suffering servant in Isaiah 50 and remember that like God knew what was coming and he knew all that Jesus would have to face, the opposition, the hardships, and yet Jesus remained faithful. <laughs> and he also pointed to God's deliverance. Um, and then God brought out that new life out of barrenness from Abraham and Sarah. Like she should not have had a baby. And this whole gen- this whole nation came out of her. Mm-hmm. So God can breathe new life into any of our brokenness and lead us into a future that we can't even imagine. So the truth is the biggest struggle often comes after we feel God is doing something in our lives. Like God has been working. We see his hand. Every chapter God has been doing something. Um, but then things get hard and the, the people are going to be facing really hard stuff when they are taken into captivity. And it made me think of like John and I felt called to adoption but taking in children from a trauma background was hard and it's still hard. There's hard days still. Um, and there's times when I didn't like, we are trying to do the best thing and I don't see any hope here. It's almost mm-hmm. like I feel angry at God at times because we're again, we're just trying to follow you, God. Why does it have to be so hard? But when we turn to God and when I turn to God, even my lows, his spirit always brings me back to the truth that even though the present is filled with pain, we can have hope. I can have hope for the future. God will deliver me. He'll He'll bring healing. It might be on this earth. It might be in heaven. Um, and Jesus is giving himself, as he talks about the suffering servant, this Messiah, he's giving him to us so we can have him for eternity. And in eternity, we can have hope that every tear will be wiped away. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's like that hope we can cling to. We might not see it next week. We might not see it next month. We not, might not see it 10 years from now, 30 years from now. But we have eternity with Jesus, which is what this suffering servant is talking about. That hope is eternal. So we can turn to God for hope today, but we know that sometimes it will show up on earth with answers but at least we can hope in eternity that God will someday wipe away every tear because of Jesus' sacrifice, because of that su- that suffering servant who gave everything so that we can be in eternity with him. You know, as you're talking about hope, I'm thinking about the Israelites who were listening to Isaiah and the Israelites who in in future generations had to really hold on to these words because I mean, there's going to be a long time that they're going to feel like God is totally Mm -hmm. against them. And they needed these words in order to continue on and marching forward because many are going to fall away and many are not going to continue walking with God. But the ones who did, they needed these words to go, Mm -hmm. I have hope that that God is going to follow through with what he has said Mm -hmm. because he cannot lie. And if he said it, it will happen. But 
there is hope even in that. You have to hope in that in order to have the hope. It just, it, hope is such, such a layered word Mm -hmm. and it's such a layered feeling and a layered expression and a layered living out. I mean, it's a prism, it feels like. Mm -hmm. And, and so the Israelites, they needed to have hope, but they needed to see that there was hope in order to continue marching forward in um, building their relationships with God and doing what was right. Because I'm sure those feelings, just like you had feelings when you were adopting kids out of foster care, your feelings every day did not line up with what God was asking you to do. Mm-hmm. And so there's even having to hold on to that that hope during the time when you're like, my feelings don't feel this way. And, um, and, and so hope, let's go back to the definition of hope. It's the feeling of uh, feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And that hope is heaven. That hope mm-hmm. is eternity. Even if the things that we desire may not ever happen on this earth. Yeah. Trisha, can you pray for us today that we would have hope in our Savior mm-hmm. and hope in in the future to come? Yes, Lord, I thank you so much that during the time when the Israelites were just facing, they, they know that things are not going well and there's physical enemies. They know that 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 there's going to be this future exile and um but there's that hope that someday that there will be this suffering servant that will mm. heal them and bring healing and that will give their all for them. And I don't know how many people cling to that hope back then, but the fact that some did and that we now can cling to that hope um, really encourages me, Lord. I pray that even when the storms rage around us, when the people rage around us, when there's conflict that we can turn to you and hope. We, we want certain things to happen on earth and sometimes they will, Lord, but we trust that through it all, we can hope in you and that we will be with you in eternity when you will wipe every tear away and that we can forget all the former things that were so hard, Lord. I thank you that you point us to this hope also. In your mm-hmm. name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one year chronological, if again, if you don't have the one year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that in our show notes. And you can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. So tomorrow, continuing on in Isaiah and all these amazing prophecies, hard and good, is uh, we're going to be reading Isaiah 52, finishing out the chapter in verses 13 through 15, then Isaiah 53, Isaiah 54, 55, 56, and 57. So we're going to finish out chapter 52 and then read through Isaiah 57. And I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to Daily Bible Podcast without their partnership. Go to lifeaudio.com and you're going to find other great podcasts to encourage you in your walk with God. And also just another just another tidbit on Isaiah. Some of these chapters, they seem long. They are long. They are hard to get through, but they are so worth it. Trisha and I were just talking before we sat down and um, recorded. 
just that it was a lot to take in, but it's so worth it. So, so good. Continue on. Do the hard work. Do the hard work, and we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.